Hi, welcome to the One Liter Podcast. You will watch us drinking one liters of beer whilst talking about shies. Please like and subscribe. Welcome to the Von Liter. Prost! Prost! Hey everyone listening. Happy Friday. A Saturday, actually. Saturday. Different recording day. We want you guys to stay tuned to the end of the podcast where Philip and I will play uh, a short clip of us singing Ramstein. Ramstein. You Son. heard it here. Zonne. You heard it here first. Here comes die Zonne. Now, Joel, we yeah. just saw that there's the channel YouTube Originals. This is all very new to me. I didn't realize they were doing like original official productions so they're obviously trying to have their say in the world like what netflix is doing right if you see a netflix official documentary it's like oh netflix doco this must be true you know yeah netflix won the world but do the deep voice for the title of the it's cool yeah yeah so it's called how far is too far the age of AI. That's what it's called. And it's hosted by Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. So my first question was seal of approval. If Robert's on it, you know it's good. That's it. But my first thought was like, what? Mm. Because your first comment was like, man, he's done so well for himself. He's just chilling. He's just chilling. He's chilling out. I'm like, that's, this seems like a pretty strong message that he's trying to get involved with mm. or they're just paying him a lot of dosh to mm. get involved in it. I think it'd be a good portion of both, to be honest. Yeah. But I said to you, I said, because um, you said the age of AI, is it too far? You know, is it is it too far? Like, I know they're still talking about this. And I mentioned, well, Elon Musk is a big advocate for, from what I've seen online, Elon Musk is an advocate for uh, dismantling extreme research into AI. Mm. But then you counteracted that with... Well, Eli is still Eli? trying to... Eli? Eli Musk. Eli That's Musk. That's his brother. Eline. Eli. Elon is still trying to um, make another AI company or he's, he's looking to found one or something because he was obviously involved in the creation of OpenAI. Like he funded them, which who were the ones that made ChatGPT. Oh, okay. He so, funded that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He was basically the reason they exist is True. because of him. And then when he funded them and they got big and then they sold to Microsoft, that's when he really disagreed with that because they were all about having an open source AI mm-hmm. that wasn't made for being turned into profit. True. And now Microsoft's like, no, we own this. And it's like all part of Bing now, you know, Microsoft's Bing, yeah. search engine. Okay, because I thought you were going to allude to Elon Musk telling everyone that the river, the 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 hot the, the spring is poisoned and then everyone doesn't drink water from the spring and he pumps the water from the spring and sells it for a profit. I thought that's what you're doing. I Not thought Elon Musk was saying, AI is bad, but while everyone's refusing to do AI, I'm going to build my own company. Nah. Yeah. That's 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 exactly where Elon Musk is like the the opposite to that. I feel like that might be something, and this is an uneducated person speaking, but I feel like that might be something a Bezos would do. He yeah. seems like the kind of guy that's like, "Well, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to profit off it. Mm. Watch, watch me, watch me go. I'm going to beat you to space." You know that kind of guy. Do you think it's reached a point now where someone like Bezos, for example, <coughs> has just 
he's so rich. Like he doesn't have to work again for the rest of his life, but he's just like addicted to, to money-making and success now. Do you think he's trying to climb ladders where it's, it's the power, right? Like, Surely it's the, it's that feeling of power. Like he can make big moves and as long as he's in control, whereas Elon, I, f- I feel Elon sort of chases that. Well, he chases that. I want to do good and I want to like invent shit that everyone can use and it does good for things and not just, I want the power, I want the money. Like he doesn't even have that much stuff himself. Yeah. I he think- made a point of selling all his shit. Oh, true. Holy shit. Like he doesn't even, apparently he owns no property and like us looking in from the outside, we probably have no idea of it. He's he, probably he's still got, got Ferraris and everything, right? Well, no, I don't think he does. But I think, like, he's staying with his sisters, but how nice is his sister's place and mm. how did she fund that place? He gave Who his knows? sister, like, $30 yeah. billion. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'll like, live with you. Yeah, I'll just live with you. My thing is, like, I've always liked Elon Musk from what I've read about him and just seen in interviews. And obviously, like, it's not just like, he was on Joe Rogan, so I like him. <laughs> he smoked weed. It was, it's like... Of all the multi-gazillionaires, he seems like the least um, lying, like least deceptive one. Yeah. And he's, he seems like a fucking cool guy. And he's very, he's very smart. He's very, from like what you see of him where it's well rehearsed, he seems very put together, but he's, a, he's quite a weird dude when you see him interacting like casually. I saw him go on this other podcast that was a lot more casual than Joe's and they were all like on couches and he rocks up. I don't know. The podcast is called Full Send Podcast. So Full Send. Yeah. That. Fucking Full Send. Yeah. So they had him on and they, they do this thing where they record, they start recording before their guest arrives and then the guest arrives and they're already rolling. So there's no like intro. So it's, it would be a bit weird and intimidating being the guest, you're like, oh fuck, I'm going straight into a recorded scenario. But someone like a someone like a Bezos or a, or a Gates, right? They'd be very. Mm-hmm, are there bugs? Are there this or that? Let's just talk about my products. But if Elon Musk is, if you're saying Elon Musk is weird, then that means he's more relatable than ever. Well, yeah, and he walks he walks in and he's like, it's a bit like, oh, okay, you guys, you can see he's probably a little bit like, oh, they're already recording, because then he like ignores the mic for ages, like the mic's like over. The- because he's just like introducing himself and shit. And he's like talking and he's like, and then eventually he's like, I should probably talk into the mic, shouldn't I? <laughs> and like making weird jokes and he cracks a beer straight away and they're like, oh. I oh. love that. I think, um, I think another thing, what you just mentioned where he gave all his money away, I think, I think that's a different- give all his money away. Whoa, oh, whoa. Y- you know, like- he, he got rid of all his possessions. His assets. Purely so that he could be like, you know, when people hear you're a billionaire, they're like, oh, you're a billionaire with all your stuff. And then what are they going to say now? I got no stuff. Mm. <laughs> I guess, sorry, I meant to say, um, I think most people that you speak to when you've made, let's say you're a billionaire, right? Like big billions, not just one or two, but big billions. Musk billions. I think most people, I'd like to think most people on the planet, once they have everything they need, once they've taken care of themselves, their closest friends and family, that's when they would start giving money to charity. And I think like, I'm, I'm sure Bill Gates and, and, um, Bezos have given a lot of money away to people, right? Like a lot of money. Mm. But they could have vended world hunger by now, you know? So I think what Elon Musk is doing is he's saying, he's physically saying, I could just 
give money to people, but it's probably not going to solve all the problems. It's probably going to go to the wrong people, corrupt people. So what I'll do instead, I'll still help the planet, but I'll help him in the ways that people only dreamed of. Yeah. A chip this... in your brain that helps you walk, even though you're paraplegic. Huge. Um, uh, electric EVs. Um, electric cars everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but the but potential in the next hundred years or fifty years to be colonizing Mars or or, uh, or the Moon, you know, crazy stuff. And I admire him for that. He's like a modern day Whalen Yutani. Anyone who hasn't seen the Alien films, look up Alien. Look up Whalen Yutani. Phil's going to put the Whalen Yutani symbol right here between my hands. Whalen Yutani for a better future. Um, you'll see. <laughs> It's like a W. It's like a yellow and a gray W. You'll see it. But um, Whaling Yutani is basically so in Aliens, the Sigourney Weaver alien with the big tail, not Predator, but Alien. They've got um a big gazillion multi bajillion company called Whaling Yutani. It was like two conglomerate companies kind of combined or whatever. And um, yeah, it's just like they're the, they're the kind of people who are like creating things for a better humanity, not just throwing money on a fire and trying to make it go away. That's exactly, that's exactly his mindset, right? Yeah. He's like, I want to make humanity survive, basically. He's almost like a, he's got a bit of doomsday vibe in him where he's like, we need to survive because seems, he just knows. Seems wise what, though, right? Well, he just knows what the probabilities are of the universe, of Earth just, like, there's a lot of instabilities in our universe. Something eventually is going to collide with us. This mm. is going to fuck our shit up and it's going to be unlivable. And the others probably know, the other bazillionaires probably know about that as well, but they don't give two shits because they're just, you know. Oh, Power hungry or yeah. whatever it is. You know what the he, biggest thing that scares me though? What? Oh, sorry, what were we going to say? I was just going to say that there's a quote that you may not have heard yet and I'm pretty sure it was Bill Gates. He said, making the money, like making his fortunes, was the easy part figuring out how to spend it correctly is the harder part i respect that it's a once respectable you've got comment. all that power and money you're like fuck like imagine all the all the people that are just trying to schmooze you and smooth mm. you and be like hey man oh i've got this project i need funded da, 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 da. how much are they getting taxed like let's <clears> say <throat> let's say i got 12 billion dollars into my account today and, you know, I bought a couple of mansions. I bought pain. I'm like traveling around. My family are all sorted. Everyone's got Ferraris. Would the bank eventually be like, hey, man, we got to tax you this money or we got to do this and that? Or would this, the money stay? No, it's as soon as it becomes income for you. So as soon as, soon as you liquefy it, because they don't have liquid billions. It's not cash in the bank. So they've got value in their companies that they are the owners of. So he might have X amount of shares. Like Elon's, for instance, it's, his wealth is just made up of X amount of shares of Tesla, X amount of shares of SpaceX, the boring company, and he owns shares in all those. And the value of the companies is what makes him right. work, be worth two hundred billion. Or like whatever. when you look at a net worth of like an actor or something, and he's three hundred million. He may not have three hundred million in the bank. It might be not at all. Might be uh, sixty million on this house, uh, thirty million on this Ferrari. Yeah. Right, so the, most the, of it's assets and shit. Correct. And the thing is, it's net worth is meant to be like after their debts as well. Supposed to be. I don't know how accurately that's calculated, but that's what net is meant to be. So if you're an actor and you've made $20 million and you buy yourself a $25 million mansion, 
and you take out a $5 million mortgage, technically your net worth is now minus $5 million because you've got a big piece of debt, even though you own a $25 million mansion. True. Sorry, your net worth would be $20 million mm. because five of it is financed. True. Once you put it into numbers like that, it's like, fuck, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I'm a millionaire, but like to what cost, you know? Well, once you put it into yeah, numbers you- like that, though, you imagine like someone like Justin Beebe, 200 million net worth. So even if he had a mortgage on his property, his net worth is still 200 million. If he sold everything, got rid of all his loans, he would still end up with $2 million in cash. True. That's what he's worth. And I'm, I'm assuming 200 that. Million. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm assuming that is also, I don't know where, what kind of assets they would have in terms of their music. Maybe people value their music because it's owned by labels and themselves. So maybe the share that they own in terms mm. of the music revenue, maybe that goes towards their net worth as well. I don't know how they calculate it. I remember seeing recently, maybe like a year or two ago, um, Taylor Swift was like a slave basically to her record company. Do you know what she did? And she got, she, she finally broke free and now she, every song that she makes henceforth belongs to her. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. But do you know what she did? Nice. All those albums like 22 mm. and um, Romeo Juliet song, whatever mm. that was called. She's remade them all. True. She has re-recorded them all. Because they wouldn't give up the ownership of those songs. Isn't that copyright though? Can't they sue her for that? Well, she must have got around it because maybe she's the writer of them. So she owns the melodies and the lyrics, but they own the asset as in the song that is on Spotify. So whatever revenue Spotify makes from streaming 22, for instance, the label gets. True. She gets fuck all. She's re-recorded every one of her famous songs in those albums. And she has her them, own Spotify and shit now. Called them Taylor's version. And all her like diehard friends have just like vowed to only play the new versions now and just mm-hmm. never die touch hard the Diehard friends or fans? Fans, sorry. Did I say friends? You did. Are you right, diehard friends. Philip, Philip's having an aneurysm tonight, people. Nah. Hey, don't be saying it's, that, man. Yeah, touch her. It's, it's been a long day for Philip. He's been helping his partner move. Can I tell you a funny story? Um... Someone I met recently, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Not that it's like a big deal, but it could be for Russell Crowe. Oh, but <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but for Russell Crowe, someone he's I, fucked. <laughs> someone I met recently, pause, can you mic, mute my mic for a sec? Uh, is uh, during COVID time, he's working security and um, he managed to get onto like, driving people around in Sydney. Oh, yeah. And so he was driving around top-tier rich people. Ingham Chicken, the, the like the woman of that, and then a couple other famous people. He was a personal driver for Russell Crowe and his wife. Oh, shit. And he's driven Russell multiple times. That's and he's, mad. And he says, and like, it's no big deal. Like, it's cool. I think it's cool. Because like, what else are you going to do at his status and wealth, you know? But at the same, but I was kind of just like, oh, really? Oh, Okay. But uh, apparently, Russell Crowe's a massive stoner. Oh, and like he that's does, sick. And but he he chain smokes like cigarettes joints, like he like he's chain smokes joints. Wow. And he's he's fucking. That's some tolerance. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking what a gangster Russell Crowe's a stoner. So I just thought that was an interesting fact to bring up too. Like, 
the gla- the the stoniator, you know? I the gladiator. <laughs> the yeah. stoniator. But I bet I bet there's a ton of super wealthy people, especially in the US now, that would probably do the same thing. Like Yeah, I remember reading and he's I, he's probably definitely got medical reasons for it. Yeah, for here, sure. Yeah. So that he doesn't have to be illegal. But yeah. like in the US, you can just buy whatever. Yeah. I remember reading a lot of times, this is fact, this isn't like speculation, this is fact, that Brad Pitt's a huge stoner. Like a no big way. stoner. And apparently Angelina Jolie had a huge beef with it. Wow. Like it was always like, I'd always like take a dump. My mother would always have like new idea, Woman's Weekly. Mm. She'd read them and then she'd put them in the, in the toilet just for like people like magazine reading. So like I'd be sitting there on the shitter all my life as a kid I used to always flick through the I used to always, magazines. Yeah, I used to like looking at the pictures of people, but I'd mainly go to the back where they used to have like, like, guess this actor from this movie, and they'd have like a crossword puzzle and mm. shit. I never did the crosswords, but I always just like to shit the back. But every now and then, I'd like look at it. I'd be taking a dump, and it'd be like Angelina Jolie feuds with Brad Pitt again over his uh, marijuana abuse, and I'd I'd kind of like read through uh, the article and be like, oh, Brad, the shit's crusting on my ass. I've been sitting in the toilet for 15 minutes because I've been reading it. I haven't got out and wiped my ass. Um, but I just I just hate the way they word that shit too. It's all just headline grabbing, you know, because of his marijuana abuse. Yeah. And like, I, I also want to change how we, how we say that. Like, Brad Pitt's a massive stoner. It's got such a negative connotation. We just say Brad Pitt smokes a lot of cannabis. Yeah. Because it obviously makes him feel good. Yeah. And mellows him out. It, yeah, it's make, it makes his life nice. <laughs> the dude's been in the spotlight in Hollywood since his early 20s or something. Yeah. And it obviously. That's a long time to be the center of attention all the time. Paparazzi, meetings, dinners, the craziness and the weird cults of Hollywood, you know, like a little weed's probably the least, least harmful thing ever. And have a look. Oh, oh no, he's really flushed his life down the drain by having too much cannabis. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He's still doing fantastic. He's killing it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always had this thing in my head. I was like, is Brad going to get back with Jennifer Aniston? Oh, like, could you imagine? When he and her broke up, he went- he went sad. He hit, he hit up Angelina, right? Well, and didn't, Ange- isn't that why they broke up, though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they had that heat going. Yeah. And then Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Aniston tried to I date. Wish. I, I swear, again, my mother's magazines, every second or third month, Angelina Jolie's dating Vince Vaughn. Angelina Jolie's dating this guy. Uh, not Angelina Jolie. Jennifer Aniston. She dated like a million different dudes because she was trying to plug that hole. And then there was like some yeah, tabloids. Yeah, thing. She was like, she I, was I can't love. find any, can't find a decent guy. Mm. Like I remember her and Brad, they seemed so good. And then Brad was like, oh, I like the, I like the lip fillers. The lip fillers, yeah. Fuck off, I never, Brad. Women, uh, and I know, like, I'm not bad mouthing Angelina Jolie, but women especially think Angelina Jolie is the most beautiful woman in the world. I never got it. Never. I never I, thought I, it. The giant veins in her, in her anorexic thin wrists and, like, the big lips are hot. She's got sexy no. eyes, sexy lips. I like the I like I the big like blowjob lips. Oh, I like the eyes. She had large the... breasts too, which was obviously I'm not being misogynistic. It's obviously appealing to men, but like I never um <laughs> That's that's the definition of that. <laughs> I I think Friends era Jennifer Aniston was gorgeous. But oh, these man. days I just see like a horny cougar. I'm like, no, I'm not interested, you know? Really? Yeah. I, I just I just love the fact that 
She's obviously getting work done, mm. but whoever's doing it is a professional, Super and they're professional. and they're keeping, keeping it look looking, organic. Yes, yeah, not like the fucking. Oh, I want to be able to not move my eyes. Yeah, I'm smiling right now. You yeah. know, I'm excited right now. <laughs> but yeah, in truth, man, I don't. I wouldn't rate either of them on the, the hottest chicks in Hollywood. Uh I don't even. I'm not even the biggest fan of the. Well, I'm gonna shoot myself in the footy, but I'm like the biggest fan of the word like. Hot in terms yeah. of destri- describing chicks. When when we talk about women and we say she's, for me, hot's like oh fuck. Did you see her? She's hot. yeah, like she's hot, but that does not at all put them in the category. I'd like to be with her, you know. Yeah, yeah, you'd probably want to do things to her, but you wouldn't necessarily be like that. Is the kind of woman I would like to date and marry? Mm. Not the hot. You wanna you wanna you want someone that's. What's more appealing to you, a hot girl or a cute girl? Cute. Cute, right? I'm all about cute. And then beautiful or gorgeous? That's a hard one. That's they're, a they're hard the same one. thing, Yeah, right? they're the same fucking thing, but they I'd are. like the you word know, gorgeous better. Yeah, I'd go- like the word so gorgeous. gorgeous. Like Kira Knightley. I've, I think I mentioned it before, but Kira Knightley. When I see Kira Knightley, I'm like, she's gorgeous, you know? The mm. pouting chick. But here's, a, here's an interesting um, couple that I absolutely Kira love. Knightley. No, yeah. Big chin. Yeah. I don't understand. Um, I always had a, I remember seeing um, Stuck on You and all about the Benjamins growing up and like Eva Mendes. I used to have a huge heart on for Eva Mendes, dude. I thought she was like the hotter than Eva Salma Mendes. Hayek, hotter than all them. Um, Monarero, I don't even know these names. Eva Mendes, uh, Ryan Gosling's wife. Uh, Do you have your phone next to you? Do I have my phone? EVA Mendes with a Z. Or is it with an S? E-V-A Men Des Type in hot Next to her name Oh no I know the one Of course Yeah, yeah. yeah of course So she and Ryan Gosling are married And I'm pretty sure They have kids Yeah the, this is all Just photos And of I just too. thought Ryan Gosling Could have been Like the next Brad Pitt He could have gone With like a super Super A-list babe Like a Jennifer Aniston Like a You know He could have done All this stuff But instead He, he kept it humble and he yeah, fucking but, went no, with Eva she, Mendes. Dude, she like. is that category, though. Oh, man. she is, but she's not 100%. as popular. She's not as popular as an actress. Even though I think Eva Mendes is a great actress. So, like, actress, yeah, you're right. I just as think, an actress, I don't. I'm not. She's not my favorite. Yeah. Whenever I see her in a movie, I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, I get it. They wanted to. They needed that Latino touch. Exactly. But they're never in the limelight. Mm. And who also is like, I respect as well as like uh, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. <laughs> Blake Lively oh, was that's, more. That, that isn't that just a beautiful couple? It is, but at the same time, neither of them were like ultra A list. They were, they were like B plus 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 list, right? He's ultra A list now, though. He is, but since thanks to Deadpool and stuff, but like even then, like people weren't chasing them around, going, "Oh my god, we saw them at Hard Rock Cafe and this and that." Mm. I think maybe Brad Pitt was getting chased a bit over the top because because of the scandal. Yeah. But, like, when you look at George Clooney, dude, like, George Clooney gets chased like Brad Pitt and Angel- Brangelina or whatever the fuck it is because George, Brangelina, yeah. George Clooney, I think he doesn't have kids, maybe. Don't Clooney quote me. dog. And he's, like, he's, like, in his 50s or 60s and he's married, like, one chick and then divorced and married and divorced. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what's the, the appeal. Like, do you, if it's something... If there's drama, do they chase the drama? I get Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But like, do you know why? Because fucking people gobble up drama. And what does the media want? People gobbling their shit up. The yeah. more eyes they can keep on their page, mm-hmm. the more people are going to pay for ads, yeah, yeah, the yeah. more money they're going to make. Yep. 
That's all they want. Whatever mm. whatever sells, whatever catches eyes, that's what they'll chase. Mm. If it's drama, it's drama. So like Ryan Reynolds having a beautiful relationship with his wife and them lovingly staring into each other's eyes and making, and making jokes. People are like, that's beautiful. All right, we've shown people that. Now what? What, what can we show them? Mm. Let's get enough cameras in Ryan Gosling's face to make him angry. Ryan Gosling, angry. Potentially of a <laughs> inside source as he hit his wife. You know? Ryan Gosling, angry. Is it his marijuana abuse? <laughs> <laughs> Is it- <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine this for a second. I don't watch the news because the news is fucking depressing, right? It's always depressing. Mm-hmm. Imagine you've got the regular news we watch or you can watch positive news. So that's negative oh. news or positive news. So it's just like, instead of turning on the news and be like, a flood in Nairobi has killed 40,000 people, seven injured, da 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 It'd be like, um, uh, you turn on the thing, it's like, uh, a man with a chip in his head has learned to walk. And, yes. um and in the same hospital as in a person from a stage four cancer has been has survived with a new treatment, it looks promising. But da 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 da, da you know, it's like I want to watch that. I feel like whenever we think of positive news, it's very it's much smaller. So like the negative news is like a tsunami has hit Japan and Let's killed thousands of people. Yeah. Whereas what if there's like big positives? What if it's like stuff to do with um with like progression in terms of stopping certain negative things. Like what if someone followed like um, Ashton Kutcher's movement mm. with, with the whole trying to, trying to stop human trafficking, that mm. kind of stuff. And you, you, they followed, they told you like what progress has been made, but only if there is progress. Mm. So they don't bring it up just to bring up the negative, oh, there's child trafficking. But if there's something that's a huge breakthrough in something, that's the kind of shit. Mm. positive news you know imagine instead of like yeah imagine instead of oh the nasdaq and the dow jones has plummeted this weekend it's like uh, a recent study has shown that um more than um uh 80 million people all over the world have begun meditations the meditations begin from a minute to 10 minutes uh productivity in their lives and health benefits have improved that's what Um, they try to do on like good morning shows isn't it and a new craze that's hitting the millennials is meditation. Even though it's been around got, for how fucking long? Here we've got Dr. Joel Comerford today with us. He's going to talk to us about what's made this so popular with the young people. Have you Hi, like, Joel. Hi. You've got about five minutes to press your point and then we're going to cut you off because we've got to play some ads. Okay, well, I've never actually meditated before. I don't know. That's Any, enough, Joel. Yeah. You, you've ran over time. The numbers look good. I've never done it before, but, you know. Yeah, this man. is why I fucking love the emergence of big podcasts because they give people a stage with one, two, three hours worth of raw chats. Get all their topics out. Get all their opinions across. People can hear shit. Actually. Not like, um, yeah, so I hear you wrote a really complex book that would take about 16 hours to read cover to cover. Hmm. But um, can you just like condense that into a two-minute segment? Because <laughs> we really want you on the show. Bye. Dude, there used to be this fucking awesome SNL skit back in the 90s when Chris Farley was on. Like, Chris Farley, the 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 rat, what were they called, the Rat Pack or something? It was like, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Rob Schneider, Mike Myers, oh, Schneider. Chris Rock. Um, 
and the ha-ha guy. And uh, dude, there was this funny skit where Chris Farley, you know Chris Farley? Uh, he had, he, I'm like, you're like, yes. Do you? Do you know who Chris Farley sure. is? Um, you seen Billy Madison? Nine. The bus driver? Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja? Um, Continue. Did you ever see Wayne's World? Just ignore me. I got no other place to go. All right. So anyways, Chris Farley had this segment on SNL where he would interview people and he interviewed like Paul McCartney one time and from the Beatles and other people. And he was like, he was like a f- super fan. And it was just the most entertaining thing. He's like, hey, I got Paul McCartney here, man. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Paul. So uh, like, do you remember when you you did uh, that Beatles song and it was, and you you sang that song? And Paul McCartney's like, yes, I did, Chris. He's like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and, and and do you remember when you you had, and I think like Christian Slater was on. He's like, do you remember when you like had that slick back hair and you said that cool line in the movie? And he's like, yeah, I, I was there, man. I was in it. He's like, yeah, man, that was that was really cool. <laughs> and it was just like I love super that. nerd. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. Love um, that. Play a segment here of it. Remember when? Remember when you were with the Beatles? <laughs> Cool. Oh, uh, golden. 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 You will play the segment. Play two seconds of it. Yeah, I'll play two seconds, man. Thank we, you. We won't get flagged for copyright. No way. Not at all. But any, so, I mean, we got a very long tangent in terms of talking about famous people. Celebrity. But this, this thing about AI going too far yeah. that they're trying to push now on this YouTube originals. What do you think? What do you think is, is, is YouTube is trying to get out of this, or like why do we th- think that? Is YouTube's, it just for more controversy, or is it just? It's everything, or, it, dude. or are they actually concerned? Like, what's going to happen? What it's, are they concerned? It's for? all of it. It's all of it. YouTube is just a platform, dude. When when you uh, when you need to um. Does the sword question why he stabs into the body? No. Yeah. No, you, not at all. Like the sword I, that YouTube knows, we'll post this, we'll get revenue, it'll call controversy, yeah, more yeah. people make videos, more views. We will get revenue. That's the fucking problem. They're just a they're just a, a, a dragon. They're just a, a fucking, do you know how the whale opens its mouth? It doesn't even have to do anything. It just swims, opens its mouth, and like bucket loads of fish <laughs> exactly. go in. Exactly. The whale, the whale is YouTube, dude. They're like, hmm, what? title is a huge whale's mouth has ai gone too far (laughs) (laughs) all the plankton (laughs) but because i was i was praising netflix a couple months ago and i was like i'm really happy that netflix being i assume pretty independent in terms of money making I've got a I've got an interesting thing about that. I I recently met a guy as well that worked in like financing small films and shows and um actually directed a couple of small horror films mm. like a few years ago and he was telling me about how crazy it is getting funding and how these Netflix documentaries sometimes get made in like the shortest period of time where it's mm. like all right, we'll film these segments in a day and then we'll get a bunch of stock footage and then someone edits it and then we release it. We get a narrator, we're done. Done. Yeah. Like it's crazy so quick what? turnaround. And, and, and it kind of disappointed me because I was like, oh, does that mean there's like not 
even that deep of research that goes into it. And I'm just here thinking like, I'm really glad someone's done all this deep research. Mm. Feed it to me. But I was praising Netflix for exactly that, where I was like, I'm glad that this independent body of wealth. Is Netflix not owned by anyone yet? Well, I mean. Is it owned by Google or What I mean is just they are not necessarily tied to specific health industry uh, companies or brands or like, um, for instance, when you talk about COVID, which is very controversial, the big people with the big voices were people that were making the medications. So like you have to question their motives because they're making a fuck ton of money out of this. And there's a ton of docos on Netflix about big farmers are bad, right? Exactly. There's a so platform then, for it. I like so it. So then there's things like there's a doco out that follows a guy that got um, MS, multiple sclerosis, sclerosis. Yep. and he did some alternative things and he was being tested and everything and he got some really good results and he was like, this is fantastic. I want to share this with the world. And then he tried to share it and tried to go to this community, this MS community. He's like, look what I found. Like, this has worked for me personally. And all of a sudden, there was this huge pushback from this MS community. And like, no, we can't do this. And like threatening him and stuff with lawsuits. And here's Netflix. Because the work. Yeah. And here's Netflix going, oh, well, we don't give a fuck about that. Fucking put a camera in front of it. You're going to get us, us you're going to make us revenue? Show us this threatening letter that these people sent you. And let's fucking get some eyes on it. Yeah. Dude, they're like healthy. I'm a, Netflix I'm happy is like, about that. Netflix is like a healthy freedom of speech platform. Yes. But it's not just that. It's just like, we know Netflix wants to make money. That's their main goal, right? But they know they can make money organically, I guess. Because it's like, you got something to say. Well, we're going to put it on that. Always, organically, you know what I mean by organically? Like, I don't mean purely organically, but I mean, like, at least, like, they're... they're if it's on Netflix, they're doing people it, are going to watch it. They're, they're willing to... They're willing to not accept bribes in order to publish people's stories because they know that story's going to make them money. You can give me a bribe for this much, but I'm going to make this much in revenue by playing it, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Do they think about do the do the executives at Netflix think about um the repercussions of telling stories that may potentially piss off high up big big people? Well, I hope that they Maybe are, not. There there's obviously a lot of consideration that would go into that behind the scenes because it's a fucking corporation. People are getting paid massive money. There's massive executives making these decisions, right? It's a big money world. Maybe there's a lot of information around the scoliosis and the and the big pharma docos that they've got on there that they left out. That they were like, we have to redact this so we can say this. And the big pharma will reluctantly let us say this, but we had to redact this, 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 and this. We had to redact 20 pages of script, you know? Well, it's whoever wants it's whoever wants to drive their own message, right? And if it's going against another message, it's going to get more views. It's going to make more revenue. So the more controversial they can be, it's the same as when that um, Game Changers came out, the vegan doco. What's that one? The vegan doco about all these athletes that went vegan and all their performance went up and Arnold was in it and was like, True. he's cut out heaps of meat out of his diet and he's like, oh, I ate so much meat when I was getting huge. And like, it makes it sound like veganism is the only way mm. and every and meat is killing you, full stop. But there's been, and I've watched a lot of people 
dissecting that doco and being like, okay, so they've cherry picked this piece of information, but left out all of this in that same study. So it's whatever. Maybe gets, that maybe Netflix whatever, honest Thara. Whatever pushes the narrative. Well, it's mm. that's not necessarily Netflix, but that's the people that want to make that doco and want to push their vegan but, narrative. I mean, Netflix, like it's you good. said, dude, Netflix would have a huge quality control aspect of it, right? So they'd say they'd probably have to weigh it up. They'd be like, all right, this quarter in these 25 countries, we're going to be uploading these 18 docos, right? Mm. This one will be released on this date. Three months later, we'll release this one, this one. Okay. I need a team of 20 people to review this. What are the pros and cons of this? What do we need to add? What are the people who helped us make this? What do we need to talk and discuss with them? Dude, there'd be huge Q&A because if, if Netflix had more controversial than good, revenue is going to go down. Mm. So we've done a full circle. I said I didn't know, but having discussed this with you, I'm thinking now that they're a lot more stringent than than because they're like you said, they're a fucking corporation. They're a corporation. And but my, my whole thing was are they big enough to not have to be scared of those pharma companies or should they still be quivering in their boots I'd or say do they still- just select information that's not not bad enough where the big farmers are going to care. It's going to be like, quivering. oh, yeah, they'll they'll get a few hundred thousand people being like, no, man, you can't do this. And then a couple of weeks later, they'll forget about it. Big Pharma probably runs Netflix, bro. <laughs> That's the issue. Is, is, is Google run by Apple? No. Okay, who runs no, Google? They are separate huge companies. If Google... If Apple ran Google, then at least that shit would talk to each other. Apple is like... No, you have to have Apple products. Google's like, hey, we own Android. True. Google wants to be friends with Apple products. Every product that Google makes, all the Androids, they're like, hey, just fucking let's make a platform where we can both have blue bubbles. And iPhones uh, and Apple's like, no, buy the Apple products. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think Netflix are obviously the highest streaming service ever. So they definitely are big swing and dick, but I think they would definitely bow to some big hitters. They'd mm. be bowing to those motherfuckers in Waterloo who hang out with the vampires, you know? Well, apparently Netflix is also in a huge amount of debt. So they're, their whole their whole giant ship of a corporation is powered by negatively geared debt. So all the shit they make is is borrowed. If they are in debt, then then maybe they are willing to just accept any story. But who are they in debt to? We don't know. Yeah. It could be, but their debt's getting more expensive because interest rates are going. And that is an upwards whistle. In Chiligong, in Chiligong Netflix, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. All right. I reckon that was a solid dip. And um, please... If you've stayed with us this long, please enjoy Philip and I performing Zone by Ramstein. <laughs> Thanks. Prost. Prost. Here kommt die Zone. Und die Welt sieht laut bis Hier kommt die Zone. Zwei. Stern von allen. Ja, ja, ja. 